0: Today, You Talkin' You two to Me is sponsored by our friends over at Bonobos. You can't spell Bonobos without Bono. That's right. Bonobos is a men's apparel brand that has everything from wash chinos, denim, sweaters, and casual shirts to suits, dress shirts, blazers. I promise your threads will fit you better and feel more comfortable than anything you have ever worn before. So go to Bonobos.com. That's B-O-N-O-B-O-S.com. On top of everything else, you get a special deal. Use the code EDGE to get a 20% off deal, along with that free shipping and the great customer service as always. So log on to B-O-N-O-B-O-S.com for better fitting men's clothes. Yeah. From boy to boots, getting on the boots, that is, this is you talking U2 you to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things U2, this is good rock and roll uh, music, I'll tell you that much, um, <clears throat> my name is Scott Ackerman, and I'm here with... Uh, my good buddy across the table from me, star of movies, Christmas this Christmas day, I hope you haven't made any plans. Zero plans. I want you to clear your schedule because he'll be in Hot Tub Time Machine 2 coming out that day. And if you do have plans, go back in time and change them. It's going to be on the poster. It doesn't have to be that hot. Oh, I see, because of the time. Yeah, go go back and use a time machine. Not everyone has a hot tub time machine, Adam. They will on Christmas Day. Really? Is that part of the. It's part of the promotion. Oh, that's fantastic. You're sending every single. Not me. Oh, sure. But Paramount pictures (laughs) sending everyone a hot tub time machine. Yes. Every citizen of the United States. That goes without saying. When you say hot tub, you mean a hot tub time machine. From now on. Just saying the word hot tub automatically means... A time, machine a time machine. Because everyone will own one. If if all goes according to plan, everyone in the United States will own a hot tub by Christmas Day. Enough said. Hot tub time machine, but yeah, by the, what, yeah. Why do you even say that? We've already... And what about people who live in apartments? I just said everyone in the United States except people who live in apartments. Did you really? Yeah. Why am I not paying attention to what you're saying? I don't... No. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. Anyone who lives in an apartment, what are they going to do while well, they're they don't get a hot tub time? Where, where are they going to put a hot tub, Scott? I mean, I guess, you know. I where suppose- would they put it? Okay, if uh, I I have a condo, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, I'd put it in the bedroom that we don't use. No, you. Let me tell you something about a hot, like a real hot tub time machine. <sighs> Do you want me to talk or do you want me to? I'm sorry, just I don't mean fuck up. Yeah, I'll just shut the fuck up. That's probably okay. what I should just do. Okay. A real hot tub belongs uh, out of doors. It has to be outside. Um, we're talking about a hot tub with uh, wooden slats on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It has to be outside. Is that because of the heat or the condensation or? Well, if you're you, the heat, the condensation, the look of it. They don't just look great really inside. aesthetically? aesthetically. Wait, so, but a lot of people have shitty backyards where nothing will look good That's out there. That's not true. I think any backyard space, and this kind of also, this goes into my sort of backyard aesthetics podcast that mm. I'm starting. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, great. That'll be coming out uh, on Fridays, I believe. Yes. Yes. Fridays great. starting in uh, the, actually, the day before uh, Hot Tub Time Machine too. Oh, opens. great! It's December like, what? December twenty-four. I wish yeah. there was a better way to remember that date. Yeah, well, th- they call it here in the U.S. They call it Christmas Eve. Oh, okay, yes. So you just remember it by that Christmas Eve. In England, it's all Father's Day, and in Canada, it's pre-pre Boxing Day, and in Ireland, it's uh, let's get to the, let's get out to the movies day. Mm-hmm. Animated Popcorn, Anthropomorphic Popcorn Day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that podcast is starting. We're recording it now. We're going to hold on to it for a while. Is it daily? It's going to be a daily podcast starting on Christmas Eve 2014. Right. And it'll go all the way until Christmas Day 2015. Oh, my God. So 366. That's right. Episodes or even, or would it? No, it wouldn't be 360. We're not in the middle of a that, that wouldn't be next year. Well, 2015. I, uh, I don't think 15's a leap year. I don't believe so, so. far as I know. Yeah, I believe it'll be 216. 2016, 2016. I think 16. It was The leap year yeah, yeah boy that's another podcast in of itself right <laughs> uh, yeah called the leap year podcast <laughs> i think it would be called that well it would have to be <laughs> i think so if anyone would want to find it based on the topic and subject matter uh google search please leap <laughs> year podcast uh, hello will you turn on my computer for me <laughs> i don't know how <laughs> oh you know it's funny though is and this is funny mm mm-hmm. mhm Wait, Wait, what kind of funny? Is this like Danny DeVito, Twisted Mind, War of the Roses kind of funny? No, this, Throw Mama from the Train kind of funny? This is like is... Bill Paxton, Twister funny. Okay, grow oh, the funniest. Yeah. Uh, if someone did a, a search, a Google search, a leap year, mm-hmm. they might land on the movie Leap Year that I happen to be a part what? in. I have a part in that movie. What? And as far as I know, there's no podcast solely dedicated to that movie, but <sighs> shit, you know? What if we did a podcast starring your character from the movie Jeremy? <laughs> what was his last name? I I don't know. I think his name was Jeremy though. Just Jeremy. He's Jeremy still alive in me somewhere. He's in there. Yeah, so he's good. Oh god, we could wake him up if we needed to. He, there's like a little sliver of him in you. Like you're a Horcrux. Well, Scott. Oh there's wait, a sli- you don't know what that means, do you? I don't. A Horcrux. Oh, we'll get to the Harry Potter uh, uh, god. podcast a little later. Um, did you, how much research did you have to do for a hot tub time machine just on hot tubs? Well, we all went to, uh, the, the three other guys, uh, let's list them off one <sighs> by one. Okay. I just have to Not get Not at there. the same time. Let me get their names real quick here. Uh, Krog Ropenseen. Mm-hmm. Krog Ropenseen. I think that's right. Um, cause, cause. Crack. Ra- crack. Crack. Chook. Crack chook Crack chook. Crack chook Great. Is that his name? I I you know, to be frank, I don't know who you're talking about, so it very well could be. It's not a name I've heard before. And then Rob Cordry. Oh great. He's uh, he's amazing. Yeah. Those other guys, I don't know. Um <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Greg Robinson, Clark Duke. And Rob
1: <laughs> no, that Adam. was
0: just that's the sort of humor you're gonna find. In, in the, the hot movie tub, yeah. Hot Tub Time hot Machine, H T T H T T H T H T T two H T T H T T M two H T H T T M two. Is there a question mark on the end of this Hot Tub Time Machine two? Y- well, in the sequel, there is. There right? is, yeah. but all sequels have a. Qu- bit of a question mark. That's true. Um so All how, sequels are a bit of a question mark. Hey, you know what? But uh, sometimes you'll get one of those sequels like uh, The Godfather 2 which in my opinion and I'm a bit of a cinephile uh-huh. is better than Godfather 1. You know what? It's a controversial opinion, <laughs> but I'm going to go with you on this one. Maybe it's just me, but for me, sometimes a sequel like Empire Strikes Back. Another an, another controversial thing, some people think it's better than the original Star mm, Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I guess I'm a little nuts. Wait, wait a second. You're one of those people. I'm one of those people. Wow, mm-hmm. that is a bold statement, Scott. <laughs> you know what? I put it out there, and sometimes people give me a as- uh, skew glances, a side glances, yeah. skew. Yeah, but uh, and you call me crazy. Another forty-eight hours, better than the original. Well, that is just crazy. That's not a good movie. I don't know why you would watch that. It's it's great European vacation way better than vacation. You're just fucking insane right now. That you have you are not you do not have good eyeballs. Beverly Hills Cop Three way better than Beverly what is Hills your Cop Two. Problem. What is your problem? I'm doing the, what you were doing. I was saying the sequel. Like some of the these some are sequels. bad. These are the worst sequels of all time. Why are you saying this? Beverly Hills Cop Three is a bad movie. You know now that I think. When about was it? the last time you saw Beverly Hills Cop Three? Opening night. Axel, and closing night. Axel Foley goes to an amusement park. I think you're getting his name wrong. It's Axel Foley. Rose. Oh, Axel Rose. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was getting it mixed up with the... The, the, guns, and the yeah. guns and Roses The guy in Guns N' Roses is named to- Axel Foley. Yeah, exactly. What kind of name would that be for... A, a hip guy from Detroit, Axel Foley. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's <laughs> Axel Rose, obviously. He's a troublemaker from Detroit is what he is. Yes. You know who I would have loved to have seen a spin off movie from? Is that uh Brasnin Pesho. Oh yeah, Brasnin Peshow. Brasnin Pesho. I I feel like the Perfect Stranger series was a spin off of his character. It kind of was, yeah. And so it it's almost like watching a two hundred hour movie. And the the, the spin off could be called a a twist of lemon. <laughs> wasn't from that his, twisted mind of Danny DeVito. He should have directed it. Wasn't that his... Um, I think that was his His, thing. like, catchphrase from that movie? He was, noticed that people in Beverly Hills like to give twists of lemon, yes. and so he riffed it, and yes. a star was born. Very funny in that movie. Very good. Without any jokes whatsoever. No, let's... He is so funny. Let's drop movie. the jokes. He was funny in that movie, and then the laughter died. That... That was, I tried watching Beverly Hills Cop 2 just like a week ago. I watched it recently on a plane, yeah. And it's a really fun, like, 80s artifact of, like, an artifact of, like, big 80s it's overblown It's a totally different filmmaking. movie. It's, yes. It's oh, a Sylvester Stallone-ish yes. Schwarzenegger movie. Totally. What did I just say? I said his name right, right? Yes. Okay, good. But it's, not as funny. It's more of like a thriller. Yeah, it's like... It's kind of like my favorite record, Thriller, by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. in the sense of it was a blockbuster. Yeah, everyone had a, a thriller, a copy of Thriller, and they're all record box. Mm-hmm. And everyone had a VHS copy of Beverly Hills Cop Two, BH Two, Hot httm H T T M Two. Um, now a dumb. We never oh, got. Oh, by, to, by the way, to, yes, you're listening to you talking. You two to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things. You two. Speaking of you two, you never told me what research you did for hot tubs. You you did a little bit. Oh, uh, I did a lot. The the previous guys. The guys that are returning for the sequel had mm-hmm. done it. They for had the done first a ton movie. of it. So did they just kind of give you a crash course? No, I had to go out on my own. And oh, yeah. They kind of said, you're on your own for this one. It's kind of like, like doing boot camp whenever you do like, a, like Saving Private Ryan. If they had done like a that. sequel to Saving Private Ryan and there was a new guy in the sequel. Hanks would have been like, you know what? I did boot camp. Yep. I'm an officer now. Hanks, Ed Burns, all those guys mm-hmm. would have been like, look, we already did this. I'm fucking Matt Damon. He would have probably. Is that passed. his name now? Isn't it? His name is I'm fucking Matt Damon. I think so, isn't it? I guess so. I I'm, I'm not I up mean, on showbiz. He should say like I'm fucking Matt Damon, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to go out and do all the research on my own. And do you uh, know how to fix one? I know how to fix one. I could build one if I had the materials. What um, materials would you need? The wooden slats that you uh, mentioned before. The, wood the slats. aforementioned ones. You need um, some sort of a uh, some sort of a a. Uh, <laughs> A, uh, you're, you're miming something. Like, it looks like, like you're, you're painting your Tom Sawyer white. Yeah. What do you paint? What do you paint on wood to make it sort of look nice? Stain. Yeah, you need a stain of. It's been a while since I shot the film, so yeah. all of the terminology. I'm sure it's been of, a while since you ever painted anything <laughs> as well. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you need that. You need a tub. Uh, sure. Some sort of waterproof. You need the the innards of the tub and the stuff that makes it work. You need a motor of some sort. So you could build one if- ev- All I need <laughs> is all the materials and I need someone who knows how to put it all together. Okay, good. Who would direct you or you would just tell that person to put it together? I would make sure they had everything they needed. Mm-hmm. I would- Six pack of beer and a pizza. Yep. Six pack of beer, a pizza, and a couple of kick ass Van Halen records. And then I would uh, just take off for a few hours and you'd listen to you too. Yeah, I'd well, take this off jokers listen to Van Halen. Throw some two on the old box <laughs> and then find my way back and then uh, get in for a good soak. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Do you own a hot tub, by the way? Me personally? Yeah. I do not. What, what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. Well, come Christmas Day, you're going to have one. Oh, yeah. This is exciting. Uh, What about you? Do you have a hot tub? No, I've always wanted one. Yeah. Always Why? Because I've never been in water before. You've never been in water? Mm. Ever? No, not completely submerged. No. So you shower, I'm assuming. Uh, I have... so You know those uh, watering cans that you do with flowers? Yeah, I know what that is. I oh, have a yeah. uh, cool up stand above me. So no yeah. okay. uh, shower coming out of the main water line in your house. You have... I don't know. What, what, is it? what do you mean when you say that? Well... well main, main water line. Well, I just said main water line. Main I water line. Main water line. Main water line. People have showers in their house where you... <laughs> <laughs> what was funny about that? Oh, I'm just... You said something funny, so I'm laughing. What? Is it? I mean... A shower in your house? Is funny. It's funny? kind of funny to me. I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it is weird when you think about it. Like, oh, there's an entire little room where for 15 minutes out of your day, water's going to come out and rain upon you. It is. It's super weird if you really think about it. It's weird. It's, it's dumb. Really, and then it's weird. We have these, like, soft beds Yeah. That we just lay down on, and then you just go, and you, like, don't exist for six or seven hours, and you sleep? Yeah. It's so trippy, just if you think about it. Dude, you are blowing my fucking mind I right know. now well it's weird there, that's you know i feel like there's a lot of everyday things where if you just kind of think about them if you really analyze yeah. them from a different angle and you're from coming all at sides it, you're yeah. coming at it from the adam scott angle right, right. now you I'm, know well i'm coming at it from just kind of organically where i come from and it and it's and where do it's you come skewed? from is a little skewed yeah. a little bit It is. I've noticed that about you. Thank you. This is our seventh episode, and kind of what I'm getting out of you is that, you know, things are a little off with you. You're a little random sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes things are coming out of my mouth. I'm like, did I just say that? (laughs) Hey, you know what? Or even more funny, did I just say that out loud? (laughs) You got to own it, though. You know what I mean? But what I find sometimes, Scott, is say I take a... uh, I don't know a step ladder, and I put it on the ground, mm-hmm. and I'm looking around the room. Then I just step one step up on the step ladder and look and look around the room again. Oh. It's it, like you're seeing things from my point of view. Yeah, things look things look different. Yeah, I, I, and then I immediately think, wow, this must be what it's like to be Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Ackerman. Speaking of Scott over here, Adam Scott, my Hi, co-host guys. for you talking you two to me, he just cracked open a beer. We are we are fucking getting oh shit. high tonight. Mm. Um, Adam, we have to take a break. Okay. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why not take a break? Sure. When we come back, we have big news. Yeah. Big news on Huge. the two. We're also hopefully gonna cover Ropa tonight. Yeah. Zoo TV. Yep. Yeah. Big, big. Not, we're not doing pop tonight, though. We're not doing pop. We might do, We if let's see how it goes. Okay. We might get to uh, Passengers, oh, original right. soundtracks, yes. okay? All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the big news that just occur, occurred. <laughs> Accord? Is that how you say it? Accord? In our life, Adam's zoning out on an email right now. He looks like his his mother just died. What, nope. what you got some bad news on that? No thing? my mom just sent an email though Really what happened what's, what's going on? With nothing mom? nothing nope you had a look of just just depression did I and, really Yeah did I really you had a look like <laughs> like you were a little boy again and you were getting scolded and so she took away your dessert uh, no, that's not what happened. Are you sure that's not what happened? No, but I'll read you the email uh, Okay, off air. Oh, off air. Okay. We'll come back and we'll decide if this is an email that should be discussed or not. And uh, we will talk about the big news right after this. You talking you two to me? Two? Hey, everyone. Scott here. Maybe you have a great idea for a business. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your brain, but I, I, I'm i guessing you have a great idea for a business. Well, if that's true, then maybe you want to start selling your products or services online. I mean, I would were I you. Or, hey, here's something. Maybe you're an established business owner and you're looking for new customers. Or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. Well, no matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick ass online. Ooh, yeah, they do. As the world's number one domain registrar, GoDaddy currently manages over 57, hey, that would be impressive enough, but no, 57 million domains. 57 million, they're doing it. Plus, they provide award-winning 24-7 customer support. Anytime you need help, just pick up the phone. If you have ever dreamed of building your own website, there has never been a better time. Because right now, GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com .com domain for just $2.95. What? What? $2.95? That's the price of one of those uh, 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 lattes over at the coffee... St- I, okay, forget it. Look, just start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter promo code U295... U295, okay? You can save 80% and get your own.com for just $2.95. Sure, some limitations apply. Just see the website for details. That's promo code U295 at godaddy.com, and I'll see you on the internet. Don't do your own lyrics to don't this. Do not do Do your own lyrics. Here we go. And hey, everybody, here I am right now. I got pants on. I'm going downtown. <laughs> here we go. And. Watch Parks and Rec on NBC. NBC? Why not ABC? Hey, watch ABC on Thursday nights. That will give you a fright. Don't check, just balance on the fence. If you watch ABC on Thursday nights, you'll see Josh Molina on Scandal. (laughs) A good lyric. Is that good? My new Words with Friends buddy, Josh Molina. Is he? Yeah. We uh, started playing recently uh, when, I, when I bet we he did would be good at that. You know what? He's taken some bad beats from me. Oh, shit. He's, for some reason, I won the first 10 games in a row, wow. and he was freaking out about it. Uh-huh. What was weird was I just felt like I was getting all the right letters. Yeah. I could tell he was a good player. Yeah. But he was freaking out, and he's also bought an app. In the Words with Friends app, that tells him how many times he's lost or won, Uh and so his record against me is terrible. But Uh then he started winning again. But anyway, I think he's—I just think he's despondent about it or something because now he'll—he'll go five days in between. Before we were playing eight games at a time all the time. Yeah, and now it's like five days go by. You play eight games at a time with one person. Sure, boy, oh boy. Because I mean, if you want, how do you have time to do that? You have like three jobs. It's not always you talking. You two to me. Yeah, I zone out. You count this as one or two jobs? (laughs) Two jobs, probably. (laughs) Because doing this podcast is one, and wrangling you. Yeah, that's a full time job. Keeping track of me. Oh Oh, my god. Where's this guy? Hey, you are listening to you talking. You two to me. Two. H T T M two, and um. Now, let's set the scene for the listeners because um, we've talked about it briefly on the show, but maybe this is your first time listening. I doubt it. Yeah. You guys are old pros at this point. But um, so here's the deal. So we're recording this in advance of its release. We're doing this several months. I'm in the middle of uh, season three of Comedy Bang Bang Filming. And Adam is in the middle of Parks and Rec filming, and so we're just stealing away any time that we can. Okay, tonight happens to be 9 p.m. again. I don't know. You love the 9 p.m. I don't well, know. that's it's- that. That means I can put the kids to sleep, no. and then, uh, and then. Uh, shake on down the hill and meet meet up at Earwolf. You live on the top of a big, big hill, don't you? I live on top of the building. Oh, okay, great. So um I'm forced to come here at nine because Adam has kids. Forced. <laughs> I've been up since five. In have the morning. you really? Yes. Shit. And I have a six thirty call. But you know what? Do thought, you really? Yes. Oh my god. I was What but, are you doing here? You know what? I like hanging out with you. All right. I was, uh, I was a little tired, and I was dragging, and I was like, you know what? This is not fun tonight. And then the minute you walked in here, I was like, you know what? Let's talk some YouTube. It was like a cup of coffee walking in the <laughs> room. It was. I, I, I do have to say that on my way down here, I was like, wow, it feels like it's been a long time since we've done one. It's only been maybe a week. Maybe a week, but I haven't been able to talk about you <laughs> yeah, too with anyone like the new song came out yes and i was up at Sketchfest, and it came out and um there was no one i could really talk there's no, no one it's cares. all a bunch of com- young comedians yeah and no, no one, one cares no one cares speaking of which so that's the big news that we're talking about we uh last week if you listened to last week's episode we uh, we knew the big song, new song, new single was about to come out. We had some theories. I don't know if we talked about the theories on the show. Did we? Yeah, maybe we didn't. You had a theory where you were saying, I think, and this is a Super Bowl ad, by the way. This is how far in advance we're doing this. It, the, the new song came out in a Super Bowl ad, and you felt that they were going to announce a whole album coming out. In imminently imminently like on tuesday download yeah. the whole album yes that did not happen i thought they were gonna like how beyonce did that which i thought yeah. was a brilliant and it move. may have happened by the time people are listening to yes yeah. it, it, I, I feel like it's something that could happen i feel like invisible now that it's out mm-hmm. and it's i feel like they may want it to sort of marinate a little while and just sort mm-hmm. of because get them, people used to it because they they want this song to be hugely popular and then they want to put the record out I think what I heard is they want this song to come out just to sort with the Super Bowl ad and remind everyone that they're, they're here and there. they're kind of ha- making new stuff and then they're going to put out the single for the album which is not Invisible it's going to be some I gotta say one. Invisible is a good single I I I'm as very opposed, fond of it. As opposed to Ordinary Love, uh, which was the Mandela song, right. which may or may not be on the record, but it's the first new U2 we've heard in a long time. Yeah, uh, We both were kind of like, I don't know, on it. But this let's hear just a little bit of it. Uh, this is uh, a little craft right here. I also, the, Larry Mullen. The, cool, the drums are cool, too, just how yes. subdued and just sort of discipline they are doling it out yeah his drum patterns are really interesting but they're doing kind of the this is a, a uh, kind of a familiar beat for them uh-huh. it's sort of like beautiful day yeah I, I, I think okay. they're like even before he starts singing there are like two different melodies happening mm-hmm. which is really interesting Just it's very humble to me yes and then the chorus is particularly let's get back to the chorus here one little bit and Pumping our fists right now. Okay, this is more like the pre chorus. Or is it? This is the chorus. It's a, you know what's interesting about it? For a single, it's a real grower. Mm hmm. You listen to it a lot. Like at first, I was like, wow, I'm not sure the you, big hook is I, there. I, I gotta say, let me read our texts because we promised we would text each other. Yeah, when it came out. Uh, you too, I'm gonna turn it down because we probably can't play oh, it but too then the much more I listen to it I'm like, wow, this is an incredibly catchy hooky song. it's just it's it's really good and so you it's a grower I, I find that a, a a sign of a of a really good song is when you you listen to it over and over, mm-hmm. and it really kind of expands as you listen to it. So here's what happened. It was supposed to come out at 3 p.m. They had a yeah. countdown clock, and we were all ready to uh, listen to it at 3 p.m. at uh, 8.34 a.m. It's pretty early for a text. What if you'd woke me up? Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah, but you were excited. Us. You were yeah. excited. I happened to be up because we're filming. I happened to have been up for three or four hours at I was point. awake. You were awake on a Sunday filming? Yeah, I you were can't... filming on a Sunday? No, we weren't filming. I just, oh. now that I'm in the groove, I happen to wake up at five every single day. Got it. I woke up early because I had to get up. I was at Sketchfest and I had to get back home. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was up. Mama, I'm coming home as Ozzy Osbourne uh, used to say absolutely, to Sharon. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So now at 8.34 a.m., here's the text from Adam. It's available now on iTunes. <laughs> Not even available. You're so excited. I was in a hurry. <laughs> Here's, okay, so that's 834. Yeah. I don't get it till 856. I don't you know You don't why. get my text. Well, I'd, I'd, uh, I, I I'd had the phone down. I was doing some other stuff. Masturbate. I pick it up. Okay, I was masturbating. I pick it up I, and I write back, what? Did you really? Yeah. And then I write, I can't find it because I did a search on iTunes. Doesn't Uh-oh. come up. That's right. Then I say, did you get it? You're you're not getting back to me. This is at 8.56. Okay, you're not getting back to me at this point. I'm assuming you're deep into listening to it several times in a row. I think I was... uh, Yeah, you say, I can't find it. Did you get it? Wait, I got it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I finally... I think um, someone tweeted a link to it, like Judd Apatow or someone tweeted a link to it. I I was able to follow it from there. You know, Judd Apatow... It just always saves our asses, doesn't he? He really does. Can I, Can we talk about his? Mo- can we do a little bit of "I Love Films" about his films sure. for a minute? Okay, so I love films, and um, he started. Out just as a producer. He did the cable. Yeah, guy, sure. Anchorman. Then he comes in and he does the 40-year-old Virgin. Well, first he was in television, you have to mention the Ben Stiller show. Ben Stiller's, of course. Larry of course. Sanders. So I a mean a writer, a producer. Gary Shandling award shows, did so much. But then just in film, he comes in. Oh, we're talking films. Yeah, we're talking here. films. Okay. Yeah. No, this is I love films. Um, he comes in and he does 40-year-old virgin, and I'll be damned if it isn't a hit. Huge hit and very funny, Scott. And that enables him to follow it up with more films. And he's made, as far as I'm concerned, four maybe of them at this point. And that's a great career. Well, let's count them. We got Forty Year Old Virgin, Knocked Out, Knocked Out, Funny People. Fa- is that his next one? Funny funi People. Funny Funny. And then. The 50-year-old the, the virgin. What's next? No, uh... These, 40, another... These us 40. Another movie with 40. What's he... He's so obsessed with the the number 40. It's Listen. almost like you 2 and their song, quote, 40, unquote. Hmm. <clears throat> what if he had used that as the theme song to This Is 40? The, the song 40, uh-huh. which is like a <laughs> song about human oh, rights. Yeah okay so finally you get me back you go wait to- are we done with the episode of oh yeah yeah that was I love films so finally you get me back yes I got it doesn't sound very hopeful to me then you write not sure yet so in my mind you're not digging this Meanwhile I had by the time you wrote back to me I had listened probably twice at this point okay. When I said I'm not sure yet? Yeah. And I'm digging it. I'm yeah. saying this is a hit. I say, interesting, beautiful day drumming slash tempo. And then 9.15, I'd listen to it by six uh, six times already. I hadn't heard what you thought. I Why say, do I not have time signature or time stamps on my... I don't know. You're a fucking moron. Um, I say, I like it. And then I say, thank God the Get On Your Boots era is over. And then I say, I declare this to be a hit, <laughs> just wanting some kind of feedback I, from you. I, I think at this point, I'm going down and getting into the car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or your driver is like opening your door for you and it was you know the the really helpful young people that drive you around at sketchfest <laughs> yes <laughs> so then finally 942 i'm so sorry this is an eternity an hour goes by you go i like it too it's a grower like a certain penis i'm familiar <laughs> with <laughs> And then I write back, you're not the only one familiar with it. Tell me you love me fans have had an Eiffel, and, and I did not respond to that. No, because you don't like jokes about that project, I guess. <laughs> I will never respond to a joke about that project. <laughs> because you took it very seriously because you wanted to show your penis in a thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everyone jokes about something. Um... Then the ad comes out, no announcement. We write back, hmm, no announcement. You say, love the ad, really dig the song. Wait, you said first, Sunday, 4.09 p.m. Well, dot, 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 exclamation mark. And then another text that says, no announcement. So at this point, had you gotten on board with my suspicion about this? I had had a sneaking suspicion something was going to happen. Because... It just seems weird that a band this big would just put out a song yeah. and with a Super Bowl ad, and that's it. And that's it. And it was merely to, you know, for, for Bank of America it's to charity. get on board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, by the way, did we ever find out Bank of America is going over the $2 million mark? I think they are, yeah. They did, because at a certain point, they were like, $2.5 I was yeah. like, you're not paying that extra five, Right. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so then... What do we think now? In retrospect, Invisible. I think it's a good one. I, Me too. I think it's really, really good. I, I like it a lot. Now, then, I just while we're in the texts, I gotta read this this new oh, series yeah. of texts from you. Um, f- uh, Feb four, two days after the Super Bowl, I'm ha- I'm sitting there. You're I'm at work. A- I'm at work. You write. You two album just posted on iTunes. With three exclamation, three exclamation points. Three exclamation points. You didn't even give me any time to search it out or right, anything. Right. You backed off immediately and you went, JK, and then a little winky emoticon. Meanwhile, I'm at work. I happen to be with Nick Offerman, and I tell him what you did. And Does he think we're idiots for 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 doing the show? For everything? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so he... The, I've I've made a video of him and I texted it back to you and this, I'm gonna play the audio from this this sure. video. Adam, that's not funny. <laughs> just very seriously. I think it's just it was really funny to me just because just thinking about Nick giving a shit about <laughs> you two putting out an album and is really funny. <laughs> just dragging you. So into wait, this. I do get timestamps, but only when I move my thing over to the side like that. Your penis? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) How did you get the timestamps to stay? I think I have an older phone than you. Yeah, mine's pretty new. Yeah.
1: Adam, that's not funny.
0: (laughs) You can say that whenever, at any point, you can play that during this show. Adam, that's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Invisible, you know what, maybe the album's out by the time people are listening to this, and this is old news, but to us, this is a chronicling of what we're going through as we're waiting for this U2 album to come out, and we just thought we would document, and I like the song. I'm hopeful. I, I, I like the song more and more every day, Scott. And here's the thing is that the title of the song is Invisible uh, uh, Single Edit. Yeah. Or red, red single edit. single edit. So I feel like this is a bigger song. This is a longer song and we'll have well, like It would be f- interesting if they edited it to be longer. To this one, yeah, And yeah. the actual, the album version is one minute. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Let's tack on a couple extra minutes for this. That, that would be interesting. Well, it's got me hopeful for the record, and, you know, obviously we've talked about it, the the final episode of this, we're going to be reviewing the record the same way that we're reviewing all of their records that have come out, and uh, we're doing it at a uh, slightly slower pace than we thought we would. Yes. But um, But we have plenty of time, as it turns out. As it turns out, yeah. Maybe, as far as we heard from Bono... This may not be coming out until June, so we'll have to do some filler episodes. Well, there's there's been a couple interviews this week. One was with the Edge, where the Edge said who, who? Uh, the Edge is a guitar player in uh, in YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that uh, that they are putting the finishing touches on the album, and they're just they have to make sure that there's nothing indulgent on the album, and that there are, huh. it's all the best lyrics and best melodies that they can possibly make. And he wouldn't say when the album is coming out. He said, in the next couple months, but I will say that I'm going to be very busy this summer. Oh. Which people are he's taking, taking a second job. People, Yeah, he's probably, because I hear he loves Subway sandwiches. <laughs> and he is a bit of an artist when it comes to Sandwich them. Sandwich artist. <laughs> um, so maybe that means the album comes out in April or something, and then they're touring. Yeah. How? But wouldn't the tour announcement? How could they keep that secret? Because wouldn't they have to book places? They have to book places and all that. Kind of, well, you know what? That's above our pay grade. <laughs> Look, I'm not one to speculate. Oh, just period. Wow. Usually people follow that up with but, <laughs> no, and me. then they speculate. Not me. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, that's not funny. (laughs) Okay, we have to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, we'll get into Zuropa on you talking you two to me, Scott and Scott. These days, you can get practically everything on demand. Television programs—that's the gosh—that's the only thing I can think of on demand. Okay, well, anyway, practically anything you want. But look. Why then, if that thesis statement is true, are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours? What are they open? Noon to one on a Thursday? Get out of here! You can get postage on demand with stamps.com. Anything you can do at that post office, do it right from your desk. Who wants to leave your desk anyway? You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer or printer. And unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes unless you close your office. I don't know. I personally don't. My office is always open. So look, the important part is you can get postage whenever you need it. 24-7-365. But take a week off. I always said to go 358. I use stamps.com to send out all the Earwolf goodies to all you boys and girls. I do that personally. And right now you can use it by using this special promo code, Bono. How easy is that? Bono. If you use Bono, you get a no-risk trial plus... $110 $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, though, click on that microphone at the top of the homepage. Tippy-tappy-tippy tippy, Bono, B-O-N-O. That's Stamps.com. Enter Bono. I'll see you never at the post office. Guess what I've been munching on. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. No, I've been munching on Snacks from our friends at Nature Box. Nature Box, they're sponsoring today's episode of you two talking to me. You talking you two to me. I messed up the name of my own show. But I will not mess up the name of Nature Box because they are a brilliant company with a revolutionary and delicious idea. No, idiot. It's not delivering a box of avocado trees and soil to your door. Ugh. Stop interrupting me. What it is, is delivering tasty snacks directly to people without them every month. Look, you're avoiding high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oils, and artificial flavors or colors, right? Well, so is Nature Box. Each snack faces strict, the strictest, Quality standards. They're spanking people who do not meet these standards, by the way, which is kind of weird. And they're also approved by painfully strict spanking nutritionists with a fun streak. So pick your favorites. Santa Fe corn sticks. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Honey macadamia pretzel pops. Yummy in my tummy. Or, hey, look, go wild with a rotating surprise box each month. They have a huge collection of tasty treats from... South Pacific Plantains to seaweed rice pops snack better snack smarter and snack plentifully go to naturebox.com/u2 to get 50% off what you didn't tell me it's 50 50% off 50% off your first bu- look you have to do it now it's almost free go check out naturebox.com/u2 today Hey, anyone can sound like drums. Welcome back. We are talking you two, which is why we decided to call this podcast You Talking You Two to Me. By the way, I wanted to mention this. Every episode I say from boy to boots, wouldn't it have been better to say from Akhtung baby to zuropa? Like that's A to Z, you know? I was yeah, but that that's only day. covering half of their discography. Kind of what I meant from like "Boy," I used the B's. "Boy Boots," the two B's. Yeah, but one at makes, the beginning, one at one at the end. That makes sense because "Boy" is their first album. "Boots" mm. is on their their most last recent. Album. Yeah, that's what I thought. But then you know, like alphabetically, "Aktung Baby" to "Zuropa." No, I think you made the right choice. Thanks, buddy. Speaking of Zuropa, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Zuropa is a really in- interesting- Wow, you are really chomping at the bit to this. I'm ready. To this. <laughs> wow, okay. I'm ready. What are we doing here, Scott? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Sorry. It was made as kind of a throwaway. Like they made it- Like during- literally for people to buy it and throw it throw away. Throw it right into the garbage- which then all of a sudden, you know, for all of their high and mighty ideals about the environment, it's like, come on, guys. Let's... It is weird because back then it was all CDs yeah. and, and cassettes. It's like, why are you making these things for us to just throw them in a landfill? Did they want us to fill the landfills with their albums? I don't get it. I don't understand. But, yeah, they let's talk about the history of it a little bit. So uh, <clears throat> they put out Achtung Baby. Achtung Baby. Baba, <laughs> and they then uh, book a tour. And uh, I watched a little bit of a documentary about the Zoo TV tour, uh-huh. and it talks about how kind of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And and um, Brian Eno had this idea for for the tour to be like sort of sensory overload, yeah. Um, where they're going to have a lot of different TVs all over the stage. Yeah. I think he wanted even more, and it was uh, it was unrealistic, yeah. But, um, so, U2 knows a good idea when they hear one, mm-hmm. especially from old sourpuss Brian Eno mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're finally uh, piping up long enough to give us an idea? I forgot you even had vocal cords, <laughs> yeah, you co- know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they go, okay, you know what, that's a good idea. It sort of fits in thematically with Actung Baby, but, you know, not nothing on Actung Baby really says, goes into the themes of Zoo." the Zoo TV tour well, really that much uh, I mean Zoo Ropa more but Zoo Ropa I think is more a result of the tour that's what I'm th- getting to man. okay but I, I I do think that I mean you you admittedly don't know Octung Baby as well as other records I mean I don't have to admit anything to well you, you don't have to admit to it because last you. time we play can, the tape play the tape should we go back and play the tape play the tape is that what we're doing okay play the tape yeah, so I don't know Actun Baby all that well, or as, at least as much as the other records, huh? So what do you think, oh, Scott? Man, did I'm you so say it, or did I'm you know? So embarrassed it. right now. I feel like Tom Sizemore. I mean, I don't remember saying it, but I'm not denying that I said it. Why do you feel like Tom Sizemore? He because he said that thing about Clinton having sex with Elizabeth early. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> oh, news okay. from two months ago. <laughs> I did not. Uh, two months ago, when people hear this, it just broke today. Um. Really? Yeah. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Not important. Okay. But um. Yeah, so well, you think you think the themes of Actung Baby tie into this uh, sensory overload theme? Definitely with the fly and with Zoo Station, and even better than the real thing. Okay. What and, is he? What is he talking about when he says even better than the real thing? Is he talking about like yogurt, or he's talking about Coca Cola? Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> but I think that. I don't, I, you know, you know, what was interesting. You know, what was interesting about Zoo TV. Was, Please tell me something interesting. <laughs> if, if you go look and look at the the set list of z- the Zoo TV tour, yeah, which I could do right now. Here we go. Is at least w- the, when I saw it, which was sort of at the beginning, like March of 92. Yeah, they did. Sa- they look. This is. Uh, they toured the shit out of this. This yeah. is... They toured um, for like three years, didn't that, they? This is back in the old days when like Metallica could tour for four years on one record. Yeah. You know, this is... Uh, Can you look up Z- the Zoo TV set list from early March... Like March 9th, 1992? Is it March 9th? March 9th, 19... 19- and you know the day that you... I think that's the day. Zoo TV... March 9, 1990. at the LA Forum, I think. Um, I remember I saw Tom Cruise there. Tom Cruise at the show, or yes. you saw him perform there? Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he just he did the risky business thing. <laughs> he just bum, slid bum, out, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> just slid out, and then he was gone. Um, it's coming up. It's coming up. Um. so yeah they did they toured for three years or so on this thing and so they had several legs and the first leg was just right you know after Octung Baby came out yeah. pretty much okay so we have the set list this is at the oh this is in New York March 9, 1992 oh really do you want me to go uh, I'll just say instead of March 9, 1992 I will say uh, Los Angeles yeah and it's at the Coliseum you say I thought it was at the LA Forum oh the Forum okay um there's a Dodger Stadium date leg 1 1992. Anyway, so as I'm looking this up, I'll just kind of rattle off some information. So they they the first uh leg, oh, Los Angeles Sports Arena maybe. Yes. The first leg of the tour was right after Octun Baby came out. They're just doing songs from Octun Baby. <laughs> That's what I was going to say that was so cool about the tour is you know the album is great when the first, like, hour of the show is only songs from the new album. Like Let's, no one here does we go, I got anymore. the set list. Zoo Station. As far as I'm concerned, that is the first song on Octung Baby. Well, you can be concerned because you're right. Okay, great. What date is it? This is April 13th. Oh, wow. You're a little bit off, off, my friend. (laughs) Uh, A little. How about a lot off? (laughs) How about it? I'll take that. Okay, then you're going into The Fly, which at this Uh point is a single, so it's pretty front-loaded. Because this is one of the the more popular songs from the record. Although, as you see the tour go on, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Because no one likes the song The Fly. That's not true. All right. Then you have Even Better Than The Real Thing, Mm -hmm. Mysterious Ways. One until the end of the world. Who's gonna ride your wild horses and trying to throw your arms around the world? And trying to throw your arms around the world is what brings them out onto the little mini stage. Then they right? go to, no, then they go to the B stage. I mean, maybe they they're walking while they're playing, yeah, trying yeah. to throw. I don't know how that worked. Okay, so but that's eight songs, and all of those eight are on Actueng Baby. Yes, right? that's pretty ballsy for a super group. Hugely ballsy. But people were crazy about this album. At this point, people are crazy about the record. Okay, so then they d- they oh, do everyone except Scott Ackerman. <laughs> <laughs> so then they do they go over to this little tiny stage, which is a cool idea. When I watched the DVD, yeah. um, they basically went to the other side of the arena, right? No, it's kind of it kind of jets out into the middle of the arena. in the middle, but yeah. you know what I mean. It's like it nor- was a new idea back then. Yeah. No one had done that because back then, when you would see a show. The band would be on the uh, if if it's sort of an oval, they would be. I don't know how to describe it at the, in in the skinny part of the oval on one side of the on one side of the coliseum or one side of the arena. The skinny part of the I don't oval. Know how to say? It. If they I would were mathematicians, they, they would just be on the stage, like where one of the baskets would be in a basketball. Okay, arena. you're a jock, you know these. Yeah, things. okay, they'd, right. they'd be where the baskets are, and the people on the other basket would be so far away from people, it's kind of a bummer. Yes. So what they then do is they walk out into the middle of the arena and they go on what they call a B stage. They play Angel of Harlem. They play an ABBA cover, Dancing Queen. They play Satellite of Love, their Lou Reed cover. Um, Do they play the rest of the record there or is the, are those the only three that they play there? Then just, they walked back. Yeah, just a few songs. And they play them, like, acoustically. Acoustically, Yeah. yeah. Um, which was a real a, treat for 19 uh, year old uh APS yeah. over here well especially like being an unplugged head like you oh, are Oh, man I'm all, I was all unplugged oh my god I mean you especially never when I it. smoked weed Toot <laughs> <laughs> out um so then they go back and they do uh, some old hits bad uh bullet the blue sky running to stand still great song where the streets have no name oh all of a sudden hits are coming back mm-hmm. pride in the name of love i still haven't found what i'm looking for closes out the main set then they come back and they meanwhile they haven't returned to actung baby at this point. right they're just doing hits they come back out and they go desire I, 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 yeah ultraviolet light my way uh-huh. that's okay hey we're gonna play one of our least popular songs off this new record yep uh with we'll sneak or, it in there. Sneak it in with okay, but people are like still riding the wave of oh thank god you came back out. Yeah. With or without you. Classic. Yeah. And then ending on Love is Blindness. The Am Downer. I right? The Downer Love is blindness. Which uh and then they just walk the fuck off the stage. Oh, they get they get off stage, they go get in a fucking bus, and they get the fuck out. Out of dogs. The, tr- they're like, fuck this place. Let's get the l- bl- blow this fucking taco stand. Let's get vamos a la playa. Etch, give me a Budweiser. They only give drink Budweiser. Give me one Budweiser. That'll do me for the entire trip. Give me a freshly squeezed Budweiser. <laughs> so <clears throat> you're at this show. Meanwhile, I'm not even listening to the record of this. So point. wait, did you see this tour? No. Yeah. I did not say, in fact when Lance Bangs was here a few weeks back uh, what did he say he said what you saw you two the pixies who else opened? I saw the the pixies opened at that show. Uh-huh. When I saw them like 6 months later on Halloween it was public enemy and the sugar cubes opened. Right. I think what Lance's point was you saw like this incredible bill of you two, the Pixies, and a couple other bands, yeah. and you said, "No, I'll pass." But I was in theater school. I was devoted right. to my craft at this Sh- point. Hey, I, I don't know? blame you. Um, and it paid off. Look where I got you. I have my own TV show. You know what I would say, <laughs> Adam? You don't have your own TV show. You're right. You're not number one on the call list, are you? No, I'm not. You're not. Is that what they call it—a call list or a call, call sheet? sheet. <laughs> okay, I should learn <laughs> the terms. So call list. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Someone had to John Hamm had to explain camera one to me recently. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was he was so like, that's the one pointed at you, idiot. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I did watch the DVD of this show the other night. Okay, because I had heard about it. And I had never seen it, mm-hmm. and so uh, I got this DVD of it, and oh, I so watched. So you still it. hadn't seen it, <clears throat> still had never oh, seen wow. it. I'd I'd seen the pictures of it. Mainly, I just seen had seen pictures of it, and uh-huh. I I'd, I'd read it described as we were talking about by Robert Hilburn, who had seen them and would describe what happened in yeah. them. And so I felt like I had kind of seen it, yeah. you know, but I I hadn't. And I have to say, coming from the Joshua Tree bare bones, rattle and hum, uh, you know, nothing up there but a spotlight shining on old edge. Yeah. Old Edgehead. Yeah. Um, to this huge kind of production was really, really cool. Yeah. And it it it's I was surprised watching it yesterday at how well it's aged. I mean, obviously the te- technology has moved beyond the types of screens they had up there, but mm-hmm. still the idea <laughs> of it is still really cool and fun to watch. And basically what they were doing is they had a lot of TV screens on stage and they were um playing a ton of different stuff. Some of the stuff that um sometimes stuff that was live happening right then. Right. And they would sometimes do prank. They, they were they were messing around. They were like doing yeah. Bad Grandpa up there on stage but live. They were playing uh, playing with the form. Yeah. They were goofing around. They were like they would call up George W. Bush and or H.W. Bush and uh that'd be weird if they would call George W Bush. <laughs> yeah, no one even knew who he was, yeah, no. Um well, I hope George H W Bush knew who well, he was. Well, he certainly did. It's yeah. his son. Um but they would they would goof about. They would make prank calls and stuff yeah. like that and they were not order taking pizzas. them yeah, order pizzas, not take themselves too seriously yeah. anymore. And but not only that, they were do they they had a lot of cool shit like uh, a belly dancer comes out in the middle of mysterious ways. Yeah. Who by the way, Edge married. Yep. (laughs) I just found that out. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Edge had just gotten a divorce. That's Uh, what Octoon Baby is largely about is Edge's divorce. Yeah. And then he's out there getting some road strange (laughs) from the belly dance. And then he puts a ring on it. Is that what you on the road comedians call it is road strange? (laughs) Yeah. And then he fucking puts a ring on it. He's so into it. I don't know. I don't know if I would get a divorce and then immediately put a ring on a belly dancer. But Edge, hey. Listen, Edge is out there every night entertaining thousands upon thousands of people. If not millions. If not millions. Every night. And he sees this beautiful belly dancer every night seductively. Undulating her stomach muscles. For his best friend, El Bono over there. He's probably like, His hey, best buddy. Yeah. His best pal. His full on Bro. He probably was, after a while, he's like, hey. He's like, hey, man. Break me off a piece of that. Let's get married. <laughs> you know what? Hey, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, Bono. So Bono is like, you know what? Have at it, Edge. Yeah, hey. This is just an act up here. Mm-hmm. That's sure. for real. But at, some, at one point, we all know Edge came to Bono and said, hey, man, we got to talk. Yeah. That girl that you are kind of like leaning around trying to touch her belly on stage I love her, man. Yeah. And Bono is probably just like, I understand. I hey, she's very beautiful. And I'm married. So go for it. <laughs> I support you, Edge. We should write a screenplay about the Octune Baby tour. <laughs> we should. This is a good scene right it's now. Very good. This is powerful. As an actor, this is the type of scene that you want to play, right? Should we play out that scene one more time? Okay, great. Here we go. Hey man. Hey Edge hi bono i should say oh that's all right i know who you are i know you too you're bono yeah oh you too did you yeah. hear what <laughs> that's the band we're in <laughs> um great I, show tonight hey i just wanted to say great show for you oh, too thanks you hit some notes that you know you i never hear you hitting oh my voice is so tired that's okay you know what the great thing about doing a show is you got 24 hours till the next one you can rest yeah but you know us we're We're party animals, and now we have this whole ironic image to keep up. How's this this ironic image going for us, do you think? I think it's working. I mean, the people are really showing up. They're buying Uh, it. Tom Cruise was there tonight. Oh, did he open for us? No, he was just in the crowd. The Pixies opened for us. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um You know got- how badly I wanted him to get out there and just do that risky business thing though. Oh my god, that would have been so amazing. I have the shirt. You know, I bought the shirt from the actual movie. Oh, you did? And I presented it to him and I said, Hey man, why don't you strip down to your skivvies? And he just looked at me, he like took his Ray-Ban sunglasses off and he said, I wish I had a couch right now. I could jump on it because I'm so happy. Uh, to get this shirt back, but never in a million years am I going to strip down on my skivvies. (sighs) What a bummer. You know, he's probably just preoccupied with his film Far and Away that's coming out this summer. Yeah, it's going to be a big hit, I I think. Huge. It's going to complete me, I would think. I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, It's just kind of a term I have about like something kind of filling that Puzzle shaped hole in your heart, you know. Hold on, let me write that down. Okay, we. I'll wait for you to write it down. I'll either use it in a lyric or I'll just tell Cameron Crow about it. Okay, he's a good guy. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. So I got to talk to you. You know that belly dancer? Um. Wait, which belly dancer? There's. Uh. I would say the one who's on tour with us right now. On tour. The Actum Baby tour. The we call oh, it Zoo T-V. TV. Zoo TV. Zoo TV. Yeah. Uh, belly dancer. Oh, the one that's in the show with us. Oh, yeah, the one who's actually in the show, not the other. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, the mysterious. The she she comes out and she dances during "Mysterious Ways." During the the song, is that what that song's called? "Mysterious Ways." Yeah, it's on our new album, "Octune Baby." I, ne- I guess I never realized that's what that song's called. Definitely, uh, the name of the song. It is uh, here. Here's the CD. It's uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. I guess, yeah. I've heard it so many times. I guess that phrase doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well. Now you see that that's what it's called, and you found what you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Another one of our songs. Really? I still have, well, it's called I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. I never knew that was it either. Yeah. Oh. That's the strangest thing about you, uh, Edge, is that. You, I'm not really listening to the you words. You never listen. Yeah, but that's fine. I have too many cool licks. I'm paying attention to those. It's like You have a lot of kick-ass licks. It's like uh, most of the time I'm listening to like... You're playing <laughs> Mysterious Ways right now. Oh, I call that song... That would be difficult to put on the track listing. I guess so, but don't you think that like for one of our records, we should call the songs what I want to call them? Like... <laughs> I'll tell you, record after the next one, we mm-hmm. can just call all the songs what you want to call them. Oh, great. I have some great ideas. I hope you don't... I hope discotech isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, you know it is. Right. Also, there's this dead man I want to wake up. Mm. Um. In any case, talking about the belly dancer, Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. What about this belly dancer? Remember when you broke me off a piece of that? <laughs> This is a long conversation we're having. <laughs> well, I you know what? I would love it f- for it to be about 90 minutes. Movie length. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I call I I sometimes call conversations movie length if they last 90 minutes. Maybe it'll be like the Steve Jobs movie, not the one they they they're going to make in 2013, but the other one that someone else is going to make where it's just him backstage. Mm-hmm. And so the whole movie is just a conversation backstage. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, are we out of the movie now? By the way, or no, no. Or I'm are, still, oh, this is yes. you're still in it. Oh, okay. Uh, I love the belly dancer. And scene. Why? Why'd you say that, Bono? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say such a weird thing? I, I, uh, I Why? just sneezed. Sorry. And scene. Oh, bless you. Sorry. And scene. I love you, Bono. I love you too. Actually. And scene. Oh, pretty good. Gazoon tight. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was that was really good. I think I hope someone was writing all of that down. I, I hope so. I hope someone recorded it. Otherwise why are we doing this? <laughs> um all right. So let I I'm watching the DVD. Yeah, so what were your impressions of the Zoo TV show? I was it's 22 years later. 22 years later, I was very impressed with these, uh, the new songs being so front-loaded. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is, you know what? They're coming out swinging hard. They're like, forget everything you yeah. know about the old U2. Um, on the DVD, it's Zoo Station, Fly, even better than the real thing, Mysterious Ways, one. Then they go into uh, Unchained Melody. Oh, wow. And then they go into "Until the End of the World," and this is later in the tour. This is Australia. This is, this is the, yeah. Wait, this is like yeah. at the very end, almost one of the last ones. Then all of a sudden they go into "Ding Ding 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 Ding, ding, ding New Year's Day." Oh, cool! Pretty, uh, which is different than when you heard him because they wouldn't. They, they were playing all those hits real late. Yeah. But for this one, they're putting it in. Then they go into "Numb," okay, and which gets us to sort of Zuropa. They. They're on this tour, they have a bunch of leftover songs from Actung Baby, yeah, and they say, you know what, let's put out an EP yeah. for fun. For fun, they do. Because they have like um, six weeks off uh, yeah. a break in the middle of the tour. And you know, who loves working more than you two? Um, uh, Huey Lewis did. Yeah. He was working for a living. Yeah, he, he enjoyed working. But um they have six weeks off and they go, Hey, let's let's fuck around in the studio, let's do some songs, let's put out an EP, like a five song thing. Yeah. Sounds great to me, right? Because yeah. they were writing on the road. As They're writing well. on the road. They're in just this period where like it's like people love what we're doing. Yeah. Let's write some more. I love you. They heard that every night. I love I ya. love you, Bono. You should play Wolverine in the X-Men movie. Bono, you're a good singer. You sing well. Have you taken lessons? Adam Clayton, I like the way you play bass. You're the spiritual heart of the band. I like your hair. So they're writing stuff and they go, they they, all of a sudden, they come up with this record that is sort of expounding, expounding or expanding? expanding? Probably expanding. Upon the themes of... The Zoo TV tour of alienation, of media saturation. Yeah. Um, And they all of a sudden, they put it together and they're like, motherfucker, we got a whole album here. Jesus Christ. But this is weird. Not since the early years have we put out one record every single year. We're superstars now. We tour for three years. What is it going to be, another three years before we put out this stuff? No, let's put it out as an album. Let's put it out now. Immediately. Right now. Right effing now. So it comes out a year and a half after ak Baby. They're still on tour. On tour, they put out a full album. So meanwhile, they have all these kick-ass songs from ak Baby they're playing, and now all of a sudden they got hits they didn't even know they had from Numb. Boom. Big song, Uh, we we were rapping along to it earlier, and you probably thought it was it was an improvement, maybe. But numb was huge. The video was very influential. I remember when it came out, it was like, "What? YouTube did what? They have a new record? What? Yeah, what? 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 I remember as a fan, I wasn't ready for a new YouTube. You're still digesting the early one. I was, and usually it's like this big event. and This was just kind of like, okay, here, this is out. Here, guys, we have a new record. Here you go. Go! Why don't you try this? I remember I went to the Video Music Awards in 1993. Are you a are you a well known actor at this point? Is that oh, why you go? No, I, a friend of mine got tickets, and we were like way up in the nosebleeds. <laughs> but the Edge came out and performed "Numb," and he came out and just sat in a chair surrounded by TV screens. I remember this? And and performed "Numb," and I, I remember just thinking like. Man, this is me as like a 20 year old. Man, you two so huge. They can just like send a representative from the band. I mean, Edge, hey, he's, you know, at least a quarter of the band. I would be happy with just one Edge. Sure. You know what I mean? One but. Edge of a box. <laughs> but uh, yeah, In, pretty incredible. And um, they so, were so big at this point. They were huge. So. But getting back to the Zoo TV, they put it out, and so they're doing songs like Numb. Um, here's what I was surprised by with the Zoo TV tour, because uh, I'd heard a lot about Bono's alter egos right. for the Zoo TV tour. Right. I'd seen pictures of them. right. Let's talk about his alter egos. You got The Fly, the yeah. classic The Fly. We talked about him on the last episode. You had Fly Glasses. Right. He's the guy with the big... Sunglasses. He's the rock star. He's wearing leather. Right. I was very surprised, but in Zoo TV, just how much like goofy choreography Bono's doing. Really? I don't I, like. He's he's doing all these kind oh, yeah, of like yeah, fake yeah. Elvis moves. Yeah. And they're really like, haha! Isn't like, isn't it funny that I'm a rock star? Yeah. It was a big. Well, it's funny because you think about all the what you were talking about watching Rattle and Hum and mm-hmm. how he was walking around like just like. Like, I'm Jesus. I'm the most fuckable person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's on Zoo TV, he's doing something very similar, except he's kidding. But he's not <laughs> kidding. Well, it's funny because he's it is all exaggerated and stuff, but you have to think, oh, when we were all at that concert in 1992, only a couple years earlier... They weren't kidding at all. They weren't kidding at all. And they were so serious. And when I was watching it and he's doing all those exaggerated moves, all I could think about was rehearsal. Like, right. does this look good? Right, 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 right. How how big should I go with this? Right. <laughs> that's all I could really think about is like like the whole band and and Paul McGinnis and the stage choreographer going, well, Bono, I don't know. Maybe you could do it a little bit bigger, you know, just to make sure that it reads to the back seats. Right. All That's all I could think of when I see something that calculated is how much thought goes into it. Yes. I, I think, you know, with shows this big – it's, it's like it's almost like a Broadway show how because there's so much to the Great White way. yeah it's like the being on the Great White Way in uh, New York City treading the boards. Um, yeah yeah but um, so his alter egos you have the fly. You, I was not wrong when I was talking about this recently. You did have the fat lady. He considered that to be one of his alter egos. Really? Not really in tour, but in his his operatic like falsetto voice. That was one of his alter egos, but not one that he trotted out on tour. Now, you saw in the early days, you saw the mirror ball man. Right. Correct? For desire. For desire. He had like uh, shiny pants that were reflective or something like that. A shiny suit. Walked out with a mirror. Yeah, Yeah. and he and what was that? That was sort of Elvis, right? Yeah, sort of doing. Well, he was. It was. It was a comment on Rattle and Hum. It was like big silver cowboy hat, silver suit. Comes out with a mirror and said, "Like you are so fucking beautiful." And then they start playing Desire. So they're kind Mm, of saying, "Like like, hey, look at how serious we took ourselves." Yes. Okay. So now. Then, halfway through the tours, or i don't i don't know if I'm getting that fraction right. could be you know five eighths it could be really anything I think it was like I think you're right with like four eighths four eighths okay he bono I don't know why he did i I haven't been able to get any research about why he changed gears and decided not to do Mirrorball Man anymore, but I think he just like had had this new idea for this new character. Let's talk about this new character. Is that MacFisto? <laughs> this is MacFisto. Was it, uh, that was for Zoo Ropa though, right? That's when that started. For, I guess. Did he start doing MacFisto for the record Zoo Ropa. That something? was a new character for, for the videos. Or was something? was MacFisto in the Zoo TV thing yes. you watched? Yes. It was okay. I now, never saw that. Okay, watch this Zoo TV thing, by the way, because all I'd ever seen were pictures of it. Yeah, and by the time this is rolling around. Uh, Bono is grating on me a little bit. I, the goodwill that they bought back with Octung Baby and everything is grating on me a little bit when I see pictures of him dressed with these devil horns. Right. And if I had seen Mephisto in person, it, I would have done an about face on you because you gotta see McFisto. I I feel like it's funny because then they're... They're joking and making fun of themselves, and they're on tour for a couple of years, and then people start telling them they're the greatest thing in the world again. And how funny they are, yeah. and then it's like, oh, okay, now I'm really funny. Yeah. Let's, here's one of my new characters. So what refresh my memory of MacFisto? Okay, he's, he's wearing devil horns. when right. When the song starts, which I believe, what song would it be? Maybe... Maybe Daddy's gonna pay for your crash car. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly which one it is. He's backstage. He's looking in a mirror, and he has like a vi- a, a camera pointed at him. Uh huh. And he's wearing like a I believe a gold lame suit right. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. And he um, and he sings it all kind of in the mirror, like I love myself and I'm right. I'm the devil. But the way he talks. I expected it to be, like, just typical Bono, like, hey, I'm McFisto or whatever. He's doing some weird character where he's, like, very English and very very proper. Oh, boy. I forget what he – I read somewhere what he was basing it on, but he's like, I got this new character. He went to everyone. I got this new character. He's a guy who talks like this very much. Oh, boy. He does a monologue in the middle of this show. Now, I enjoy a good monologue in the middle of a concert if it's not, like – I'm a huge Elvis Costello fan. I, I, uh, sometimes his monologues uh, they're too rehearsed for me. Yeah. Uh, Springsteen does a lot of monologues. Yeah. Uh, those are usually pretty good. Um, Frank Sinatra does an amazing monologue in his live at the Sands. He does a 12 minute monologue of jokes in the really? middle of his concert that are terrible, but they're really it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, Bono does like. He's a very soft-spoken character, Yeah. and he does a monologue like this for a really long time. What is it about? I don't know. It's, it's about maybe you've heard how we are going to call up George Bush. With our f- telephone calls. He, he did so it. they're doing the same thing. He's just doing he's it in a different, a different character. character. And he's he's calling up. He's he's like, I'm not going to call George Bush today. Maybe because they were being filmed. I don't know what, what the deal was. But he called someone else as this character. And he was doing all these takes to camera when the person's like, who is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Mr. Macfisto. What? What is that, a made-up name? And then he would do a take to the audience like, and was the crowd going crazy? They're going crazy for it. Yeah. Like Bono, you're you're great. Uh, having sat through too many bad showcase one man show yes. SNL auditions. Yes, I was not impressed. Yes, yeah, I, I would imagine that at that point their confidence was uh, had no bounds. Oh my god, they are just they cannot be taken down ever again. And it, it, it's funny. Because it happens a few, uh, another time with yes. Pop and Popmart. Like, they No, hubris. it happens twice more. It happens twice more. Pop, and then it happens with, uh, really, uh, How to Dismantle slash uh, uh, No Line on the Horizon. It keeps happening to them. Well, No Line on the Horizon was not a hit album, but the tour was like the top is Top grossing oh, tour know, of all time. Oh, I know, but, but with their, it, it, what keeps happening to them, you'll see the cycle with them over and over, is they find something that works. They beat it into yes. the ground. People hate it on, like, the third record they make like it. And right. then they go, oh, holy fucking shit, we fucked up. Yeah, we have to do something. When really they should make two records with it, yeah. do an about-face but instead they can't get it through their heads of what. Yeah, you're right. I I, I was listening to Zoo Ropa today and I was thinking like, this is, there's a lot of good stuff on here, but they should not have gone even further in no. this direction, which is what they did with pop. Like yeah. they should have changed gear. Like they should have done the all that you can't leave behind. In 96. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Now I, I have what is maybe a controversial opinion on Zoo Ropa, if you'd like to hear it. I like it better than acting baby. Yeah, I I don't I don't at all. You don't at all, really? No. Okay. Re- let's talk about the record, okay? Let's bring up let's bring up the uh the tracks on it, okay? You don't you don't like it. At all? No, I do like it. I just don't think it's anywhere near... Really? Okay. baby. Let's talk about it. First, you got Zuropa. okay? Starts off with static, which is sort of the theme of the tour, you know, like interference in between stations um, with this ambient music, which is really cool. Then goes into a really cool sounding song, and then... Goes into a different song, yeah. so it's like three songs in the middle. It's of really one. great. That's it's really cool. We can hear just song. a little bit of it, but uh, yeah, I really like uh, uh Here we go. We're playing a little bit of Zouropa. All right, it's fading up. Yeah, I really, I, I think it's a great opener. Yeah, me too. It's a, it's a really, it's kind of a a new technology, or at the time, new technology take on where Mm -hmm. the streets have no name or something. Yeah, definitely. This is kind of boring to listen to, but trust me, it's a cool song. Um, They have 10 songs on this record. Out of that, I love eight of them. Which ones do you not care for? Two, I'm not that... uh, Babyface, I'm not that into. And Dirty Day, I think, is a bad song. See, I was going to say Dirty Day to me is like um the sort of forgotten great song. Okay, Ma- here's maybe why I don't like it. Watch the Zoo TV tour then. Yeah. The live from Sydney yeah. DVD. They play it on there yeah. and it is it sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, really? It is I something about I hadn't listened to Zoo Rope in a while and I watched Zoo TV first and He's just floundering during it. Oh, no really? one likes it. It's gotten uh, got no tune. It is a little bit better on record. I listened to it again today, yeah. and I was like, you know what? Maybe I was too harsh on it. I still don't live, love it. it. Was not live. It's great. bad. I still don't love it. Babyface and Dirty Day, Dirty Day, are not uh, my favorites on this record. That's totally fair. I, I think that the thing about the album is it, it's good that it was throwaway. Now mm-hmm. looking back on it, because a lot of the songs are. I think a lot of the songs like Babyface. Daddy's gonna pay for your crash car. Some I days are that. better than others. I love that song. They're they're good, but they're it's all it, it, they're all really hooky, they're good gro- little songs. They're like groove oriented songs. They're not with a, big hook. Like the yeah. choruses are really catchy, but mm-hmm. I think that they 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 don't. Lyrically, they don't reward repeat listening. Lyrically, they're not dealing with a lot of weighty stuff. No. It's all other real. than "Stay." I would say "Stay" yeah. is a stone cold classic in my totally. opinion. Um, Lemon is a really good song. Lemon's too. great. I, I just this, this one I can listen to a lot. And maybe it's because I listen to the sound of a record mm-hmm. a little more than I listen to uh-huh. lyrics. Yeah. And I just prefer the sound of this record and the choruses a, a little more than Octung Baby for my Yeah, my, I I get that. I mean, I just think Octung Baby is a little more lived in and mm-hmm. feels a little more uh, I, I I I can't stand the fact that I'm using the word organic, but mm-hmm. the the um Love it in my food. The, Why not for records? <laughs> the uh, the reliance on electronics for Zouropa, it, it, it just sounds a little flimsier to me than Octoon Baby. Octoon Baby is, it's a, just a deeper album, but the Zouropa's, th- re, I mean, it's really good. I'm not like- The one thing I would say about their electronics usage is I love it when they go for it with the electronics yeah. because in my opinion, one of the best songs, and-, and the best sounding song on the record, what would you, What do you think I'm going to say? Best sounding song? Yeah. Um, the coolest sounding song on the record. Just the one that I like constantly, whenever I listen to it, I go back to and go, man, this sounds so cool still even now. Zouropa? D- that would be a number two for me. Lemon? No. Nope. The Wanderer? The Wanderer. Yeah, Let's it's a little fucking bit awesome. It. I would listen to it on the way here tonight. It sounds great. It really does. The yeah. fake bass line? I know. The well, bass line is basically the lead guitar line. Yeah, and boom, it's boom, and it's just boom, Adam boom, uh, boom. Clayton just playing it like on a keyboard. Yeah, it sounds like it, it sounds great. And they they usually aren't this gutsy. Yeah, to put out something that's just kind of like cheesy and weird. I know. Um, I we'll talk about pop walk. on our next uh, episodes, but the times where they go for it hard yeah i love on pop yeah and the problem with pop is it doesn't go hard enough sometimes yeah it, but, and there were just weak songs I yeah but we'll talk about that next time but i this sounds so good to me let alone the johnny cashness of it i just think this sounds like a cool u2 song me too i i think it's it's terrific yeah and the lyrics are amazing great and then you have johnny cash who at the at the time had not been going through his career resurgence and just was like Um, it didn't feel like they were co-opting him the way that they did with stuff in Rattle and Hum. It just felt like they were like, hey, we got this fucking weird song. Yeah, It didn't feel that way because it was a... It was an electronic song. Yeah. For no reason, let's have Johnny Cash sing the last song on our record. And it just was like yeah. it wasn't them going, We hit on a Johnny. Right, exactly. It just was like, let's do this weird fucking thing. And they gave him a kick ass song instead yeah. of Love Comes to Town. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I remember on the album it said the Wanderer starring Johnny Cash right, instead yeah. of featuring Johnny Cash. Yeah. It's it I like this record. Yeah, I really me too. do. I me really too. do. Listened to it a few times recently. It's it's up there for me. I re, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I did want to want to talk about this issue, which I think is really interesting. You keep saying that it's a throwaway record. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, let's talk about the psychology of U two and their throwaways. Yeah. Because I don't think that they thought it was a throwaway record when they released really? it. I think they treat it like a throwaway record now. Well, I think that, just because I remember pretty vividly when it came out, it came out in the middle of the summer Mm -hmm. um, when they were, like you were saying, in the middle of their worldwide domination of everything, and everyone Mm -hmm. thought they were just the coolest. Could do no wrong. And and because they couldn't, because they were doing something interesting on on a global scale. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying at the music awards, when The Edge comes out and just sits in a chair... Surrounded by TV screens, and the band isn't even there. They're just like, trying new shit. It's just cool that they're as big as they are, doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. I read recently about you two. Someone said that they seem like four squares who have cool friends who tell them how to do cool stuff. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's true. Like I remember, I had like a a friend when Octoon Baby was out, who was really cool and into all the cool music. Yeah, coming art, from sort of like art school type. Yeah, and he is. was just like, oh, they're just fucking taking all the cool shit and making it there. Right. But they're taking the cool shit and writing great songs and applying it to it. It's not like they're just ripping something off. They do write these yeah. great songs. But, and not only that, but. Yeah, they are doing that. And you can maybe say that about Radiohead, although, I, you know, Tom York did go to art school and everything. I mean, you could say that, yeah, they're taking influences and stuff, but how many bands in their position don't do that? Oh, bon yeah. Bon Jovi? You know, I mean— yeah a lot of bands just do the same thing and these guys were trying something new. So yes. yeah, yeah, they are so rich that they can't afford to pay people to come up with good ideas, but how different is that for, than me with my TV show? I have a staff of people who come up with ideas for Right, the show. and you just roll in like 3 minutes before Yeah, I'm they just turn like the camera come on baby, turn it on, turn it on. Why did I why did I get here 3 minutes ago if you're, right. the cameras aren't rolling? Point the camera at the money. <laughs> so Uh, but, but what, what I guess I mean is that they do things as, as they say, throwaways. Yeah. But I think they have a secret hope that it's going to be the biggest thing in the world. Oh, sure. I'm sure. And then when it doesn't become it, they treat it like an afterthought. Well, Zouropa was huge though. It was a big album. This is my point. Zouropa is huge and deserves to be treated with the same respect as their other the other records in their discography, they do not treat it that well. It's true. Like I got the Octune Baby twentieth anniversary box set. It's a bonus disc. Yeah, I, I I thought that was weird too. It's weird. Yeah, they and and this is the psychology. They go, you know what? It didn't become as popular as our most popular records of all time. Yeah, let's just let's pretend that we didn't mean it. Well, I I think it's. It was kind of in the – it wasn't a complete change of pace and it wasn't a complete revolution within the band that Octoon Baby was. Sure, but It I, was a an after effect of Octoon Baby. I, I know technically it makes sense, but it was a big record. It's huge. Had, like, it, some big hits on it. They should put out an anniversary edition of that record Yeah, as well, you yeah. know? I mean, I, I don't get it. and And you see the same thing with the Passenger's record, which – we can talk about a little here, yeah. too. The Passenger's record, um, they did just as a lark. They did it with Brian Eno, who they've been hanging out with, old sourpuss over there. Yeah, like, Mr. No Vocal Chords. It's <laughs> just like, hey, Brian, okay, we'll do a record with you. Jeez. And it was between Zuropa and Pop, yeah. and they were just hanging out. They are just hanging out, and, they're like, and he's like, Brian's like, please, can we do a record where I'm in the band? That's right. And they go, Oh, Brian, the oh, brother. But my point, my we can talk about passengers in detail maybe in the next episode, but my point is they they put out things that they as fun ideas. Yeah. Which is admirable. Yeah. And then They have secret hopes in them that it will become the biggest, they're like, you know what, this was just a goof off, but what if it becomes the biggest thing in the world? It's so crazy, it just might work. And then when it doesn't, they get get their feelings but hurt, Yeah, and then they disown it. Because they've disowned the passenger's record. A lot of them have. What do you mean? A lot of them are just like, yeah, I don't like it anymore. I really? Was, yeah, uh, I believe Larry Mullen Jr. is like, yeah, I don't hear any good songs on it. I don't like it. It's crazy because I remember when that came out, I got it and I looked at, like, I knew that they were involved, but then I looked at like the liner notes and stuff, and I was like, this is a new U2 album. Yeah, it is. But I mean, a lot of it's instrumental. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's but, like real Miss songs Sarajevo up. is an incredible yeah. song. But they, but they treat it like, eh, no, we didn't, we didn't mean it. We and and they 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 just disown it in a way that like it's like if it's not popular, the same way they don't put Gloria on their best ofs. If it's not po- if if it isn't viewed as the best record of all time, we're just yeah. gonna go. You know what? It's we, we didn't care. It is weird that they don't put Gloria on their best of albums. Yeah, it's a lot like to me. It's a lot like Jerry Seinfeld with. Stuff like... Did he do the Marriage Ref? Is that what it was? The Marriage Ref and comedians and B-movie comedians getting coffee in cars. Like, what's the deal with the Super Bowl commercial for a web series? What's the deal with getting Seinfeld back together? Like, I think that he thinks... He has a hope like everything's going to be as big as Seinfeld when it's really – you're just doing a web series, which is great, a yeah. really great web series. Right. But it doesn't need the hoopla. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's the weird psychology. I think when you've been at number one to that level, yes. it you kind of hope everything will be at number one at that level. Yes, and when it's not, it's – you, you tr you kind of have to back up a little bit mm-hmm. and, and uh, Meanwhile, abandon it. My comedy bang bang podcast number one across the world, I don't expect this one for anyone to listen to it. And well that's fine, by me. I don't think you have to worry. Hey, how about um do you want to listen to a song or two from Passengers? Yeah, okay. Just we can throw- actually yeah, why don't we talk about it a little more? There are a couple songs on here. I don't really I was really into this album when it was out. Uh what's it called again? It's called uh, Original soundtracks one. Original soundtracks one. Um, I just listened to it the other day, and I, the first song is so good, and the second song is so good, and I was like, man, this is kicking ass. Um, Let's hear. Th- this is the first song, "United Colors." Here we go. This is from Passengers' original soundtracks One, they're a uh, collabo with Brian Eno. Where each song was supposedly a sound, uh, a soundtrack to a movie that did not exist. Yeah, although three of them did exist, and they they did. Uh, one of the songs was used in Heat. Yeah. So, but the. Supposedly, they watched movies while they were playing. Oh, really? And sort of tried to. Sounds uh, like they were doing a lot of drugs back then. <laughs> Boy, sounds like they were getting high on their own supply, if you know what I mean? I do. Um, obviously, this is experimental, but it sounds cool. It is. Yeah, it's cool. Let me fast forward a little bit on it. Right. This sounds cool. Yeah. I love listening to soundtracks, yeah, um, and just weird instrumental stuff, Lo- Run Low Run, um, the Lost Highway soundtrack, I love, mm-hmm. I love, you know, just Inception, um, I have a feeling this is just what Brian Eno always wanted you 2 to do, is just make an yeah. album like this. Exactly, we talked about how he, like, for Octum Baby, was like, oh, I really like it, except for that horrible song, One. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Brian. Uh, <laughs> with Coldplay, too. I think we talked about that, how Coldplay was like, yeah, Brian's really cool, except he'd be the guy on, uh, you know, Viva La Vida to be like, can you take out the string part where it's like, dun, 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 the super dun, dun, super dun, 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 dun. Okay, then you go to track two, Slug. Slug's a great song. I don't remember Slug. Well, I'm going to play it for you right, right now. Meanwhile, I'm going to look up. Passenger's original soundtracks so I can talk about it from a position of intelligence. Because I will say I don't really listen to this record. I no, haven't, I haven't really either. listened to it that much. Um, obviously I know Miss Sarajevo and I know Your Blue Room which is sort of the hidden gem of the U2 catalog according to a lot, a lot of fans. Is was your blue room no always forever now is the one that was in heat i believe oh okay your blue room they actually put on their best ofs they do um not in the they put it in the the b-sides part Uh of it but almost like hey pay attention to this song because everyone loves it so much will you put that one on yeah here we go this is your blue room by passengers this is more of a traditional u2 type song this is a good song yeah, this is good. Yeah, um, and then I remember liking Elvis Aid America. Back what? Because I was just about to get is to it, this. Is it not good? This is the Elvis Aid America is the worst song they have ever recorded. Let me let me hear it. We have. I fact, haven't listened to this in years. Um, El- the Elvis Aid America song gets into the nexus of everything that you two started to is it like is it like the Playboy Mansion or something like one of those d- yeah. dumb songs dumb songs right. Here, let's play it
1: Elvis.
0: oh yeah, yeah. this is not good. We, got, we gotta Elvis. listen to a little bit of this just because you say you
1: love it oh
0: yeah this is and this is where he said he said the N-word in the song as well. LA really? Yeah. Aircraft, I feel like and and I may be wrong on this, but I feel like this is like his poetry that he wrote about Elvis for like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something yeah. that he set to music. It is so terrible. Well, at least they didn't put it on one of their albums. <laughs> Almost, though, because pop has some dodgy songs on it. Oh, yeah, it does. Playboy Mansion. Oof. Oof, my goof. Um, Miami. Yeah, Miami. We'll talk about pop next episode. Yeah. And by the way, I do, I do want to hype, and this is something that you can do, Adam. Yeah. I was listening to pop. Yeah. And I was kind of listening to all the B-sides and getting my feelings about pop, and I watched the Pop Mart tour. Yeah. I put together a better version of the pop record. With the B, with B-sides? That's using the B-sides and mixes and all sorts of stuff. Okay. I put together, and maybe you... Maybe you, I'll do that too. Try that too. Put together what you would have done if out of all the material on pop, do you have all the B-sides and stuff? Yeah, I don't know if I like that album enough to do I'll do that okay. but the b-sides are mostly covers right there's some but there's some originals there um, are yeah uh, it, it, maybe I'll send you some yeah and um, but but just put together. It's a long record. It's sixty three yeah. minutes, I believe. Yeah. Put together an a version that you like. That you're like, you know what? This isn't bad. I would have listened to this. I, I feel p- like I would take up. There's one classic U two song on that album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's let's not talk about it right now. But you know what? There's also different mixes of the songs you like. You know that yeah. they they, con- they are constantly remixing that record. Yeah because they um, knew it was not ready. Not ready. So we'll talk about it next time, but that's just a little fun challenge mm-hmm. I thought that uh I put together my version We're gonna to where be I'm play-listing. like playlisting, where I'm like, "You know what? This is ex- I like this as much as Europa." I've done that with REM albums too. I've made really? my own versions of albums where they they didn't sequence them right or they albums didn't. where they didn't sequence them right. <laughs> <laughs> albums where they de- um that was to the tune of uh of uh about The end about. of the world as we know it. Uh-huh. Leonard Bernstein. Um, I think that wraps it up for Yeah. Passengers, is there yeah Zoo TV, Zoo Ropa. Anything else you want to say about these guys? I don't think so. They're I, veering into not being tolerable anymore at the very tail end of this and we're going to get to that next time. Yeah, once again, they sort of have to learn a lot. Like, just as a little teaser they announced their pop mart tour at kmart yeah and and at that point i remember thinking like wait are they just like a joke band now are they weird al because the discotheque video is them we gotta save this we gotta save this. we got there's so much to talk about with absolutely um I might bring in a we might bring in a guest too to talk about pop because yeah. I know there's there's one comedian who wants to be on this show that I remember when pop came out was just reading lyrics from it on stage. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm gonna see I think I have a pretty good guess <laughs> as to who that is. So maybe we'll have that, but I I declare this episode to be a win. Yeah, it was good. I, I feel like we really dug into uh this little cultural moment. I think we did, you know, and uh I think that, uh, you know what? I like hanging out with you, and even though I got to be up in another five hours. I'm sorry about that. Is, That's no, a bummer. No, it's good. It's good. I really like I. It's 1045. Mm-hmm. You wake up at what, five? Because you have to be there at six? I have to be there at 630, so I'll have to wake up at five. Yeah. Shower before bed. I just did before I came here. Great. You get home, crash out, meaning go to sleep. Oh, oh I was confused. Okay. And uh, And then sleep until the last possible moment. So you like what are you saying? Like four fifty-nine? What time do you have to be there? Well, I gotta wake up at usually I would wake up at five. To, to be, be, there be there at six? To be there at six thirty. I like to I always wake up two hours before my call time. Because right. I like to have a cup of coffee and read yeah, the morning exactly. news. What's going on in the world? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is there a new YouTube record today? Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. okay. Go back, back, back to, to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> honey. Make room. <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about this. We t- we a few episodes ago, you were mentioning how your wife does not want you to talk about you two anymore. Right. My wife is extremely bumming out on this show. <laughs> she now. is. Uh, she laughed at the first one, really yeah. enjoyed listening to it, and yeah. now all I'm doing is watching YouTube yep. DVDs, listening to U2 songs, making my own playlists yep. of U2 songs. She says, is this U2 all the time now? Yeah. And it's just, you know, we're in the middle of it. She's- She's over it. Yeah. I've been doing that too. I broke out the Octoon Baby box set with all the DVDs. I'm watching all that shit. (laughs) Oh, boy. We, hey, you know what? We're enjoying ourselves. Why else do we buy all these? (laughs) Yeah, really? We uh, got to watch them at some point. (laughs) I know. Hey, you know, at some point, let's talk about the Harry Nilsson box set that I bought. Great. All right. That's it for this one. That is another episode. Uh, This has been Scott and Scott. and um, this is you talking you two to me. And I'm Scott Aukerman and for Adam Scott, I hope that you've found what you're looking for. Looking for? Okay, are you looking for this? Were <laughs> you looking for this? Hello, are you looking for this? Look downward. Were you okay oh, for I this? See
1: you next time. The time to rise away is there a time for keeping your head down forgetting all of today Is there a time
0: Adam that's not funny This has been an Earwolf Media Production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more
1: information, visit earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com. The wolf dead. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query you can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe, yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Ticano, you bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? yes. President and CEO of GLAD Sarah Kate Ellis, We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and changemakers in our community. I think it's a a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's Query. You can find Query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.